What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. Hey there. How are you, Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman? Man, I'm doing well. Doing I hate well. your hat. It's, well, I hate yours, so yeah. we're, we're even. We didn't really plan that, but remember, no. T stands for turd, Texas as we Ranger. shared T, live with Dr. Adam Greenway. T stands for the greatest. Dr. That's yeah, what. Well, the greatest <laughs> loser. So, Kyle, uh, I'm not just with you today because I see nope. on our screen two other handsome gentlemen. One is a senior adult. One is basically <laughs> barely a youth pastor. Um, we're not quite sure. I think he's like 16. But anyway, we've got Jay. Alan Murray with us in Jared Cornut, and welcome to the show, brothers. Uh, Jay Allen, how are you doing? Doing well for an old man. <laughs> how, how's the Werther's tasting up there in North Carolina? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, currently, I have no Werther's. I've, I've got some atomic fireballs on my desk, so a little, little spicy. That, that's how. Yeah. yeah we are doing. Alan gave me a hard time because I used spam as a discipline tool for my daughter earlier and uh, I did not cook it. I heated it up in the microwave and I guess that's a bad thing. So for shame, for shame, for shame. Jared, how are you doing? Good. Uh, I'm a week uh, recovered from COVID that kept me out of work for two weeks and quarantine, but uh, I'm doing a lot better now uh, than I was a week ago, at least. I may or may not have been super encouraging during that time because I believe I was saying Mostly stuff not. like, if you die, <laughs> saying, just recommend me before for the pastor at, at Plymouth Park. But This uh, this literally know. happened. Uh, I was Friday night was the worst night. I'm talking to Candace about, hey, do you need to know where our life insurance is? Because I, I feel bad. And Hensley's messaging me like, hey, if you die, by the way, can I get this? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, I did the same thing with Alan, too, I believe. I was asking for guns, if I remember correctly. Uh, but... Uh, but we're glad you guys are on here. And, uh, and Kyle, for, first off with you, how is the family doing? We're doing well. Yeah, things are things are trucking along here in the Beerman household. Um, as we've talked before, we're a homeschool family, so absolutely nothing has changed. As uh, public schools here in New Mexico are getting ready to ramp up and, and go back to in person in the next week and a half or so, uh, you know, for us, it's, it's normal, normal school days. So, which yeah, has been a blessing, kids. but oh man, my, my kids have, um, my, you know, when all this started in New Mexico, it started with a three week extended spring break. That was kind of how they said, you know, Hey, we're going to close this down and for three weeks. And, and we think that'll slow everything down. Then we'll come back to school. Obviously that didn't happen, but my kids immediately ask, do we get a three week spring break? To which their mom and I said, "Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Uh, well, well, what? What? How's COVID going to affect us? It's not. We're, you're yeah. you're you're doing school. Uh, you know that that's it. So yeah, we're doing well um, now. You know, a couple weeks into the spring semester, and uh, excited about excited about things to come. How about how about you? How are things up on the mountain? 
Well, we we now are all double digit uh, kiddos because Gracie has turned 10. We did a party for her yesterday, socially distanced in our house. We we sent one outside since we can only have five in the home at one time. But uh, but yeah, they're they're ready to go back to school, sort of like two go one day, the other two go the other day. And then the youngest I mean, the one goes two days, one goes two days, and then the youngest go all four days. So I I just hope we get the right ones on the bus. But enough of that. Alan Murray, um, I'll I'll talk a little louder since I I know you're a little older, but Alan Murray, how are your kiddos doing? How are y'all doing? They're doing well. Um, Our oldest uh, was being schooled as I I live have to come to the office to record this and our youngest was taking a nap they're still that young that uh, they have naps and we homeschool so um, COVID hasn't really changed anything with us with our kids schooling awesome what about you Jared how's the fam yeah they're good uh they, they had COVID as well Candace did pretty sure the boys did it wasn't as bad our oldest is four he goes to a mother's day out two weeks or uh, two days a week at our church and most of his questions are why are people wearing masks and mm-hmm. it's really hard to explain to a four-year-old there is a sickness going around and people so he doesn't get it doesn't understand why we can't go do certain things very frustrating Two almost two-year-old of course he's got no idea what's happening he's just running around with a diaper on enjoying life as much as he can uh, but then my wife, she's just like, I can't get out of the house with these two kids. <laughs> Lord, yeah, you in this so we can go places. So, now, you know, now, now for, our listeners, for our listeners who may not know, uh, Cornet, you are in Texas, which is uh-huh. operate. We, we joke that Texas is a different world. And these days, it really is. I mean, Texas <laughs> operates like you can go and do things like eat in a restaurant. Yes. And you, you could go to a movie theater. I mean, it's it's like a whole new world. Last than, moment, than the Bucky. Fifty percent of the people were not wearing masks, and <laughs> and, uh, and then fifty percent were. And then I thought a war was about to break out between the mask and the non-mask. No, Cordy yeah, was man, in there. Put on your court. mask. Put on your mask. <laughs> yeah, and for and, our uh, listeners, if if you've never been to a Bucky's. There, there's really no describe. It is like it's a restaurant and convenience mm-hmm. store and amusement park all like <laughs> like together in one. It's it's an experience to go to. It's kind of like Disney World because it has the Bucky <laughs> statue out front, and so that's kind of like yes, Walt you Disney a picture there with, with, yeah. with Bucky. Has a mask on Bucky. too. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> in Alabama, and so all my friends are texting me going, "What?" Is this place? Yeah. Um, you just got to go. You got to go. Got to get your slushy. Got to yeah. get your slushy. Got to get your beaver nuggets. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. Get your gun while you're there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, Cornette, you are in your office. I can guess by, I believe that is Bear Bryant behind your shoulder. Yeah. The second greatest uh, coach I, of all time. I was really tempted to flip that upside down when I was there a few weeks ago. Uh, but I don't think I could flip that upside down. I did flip a few other things, but tell us what is happening at Plymouth Park. How are things going there? Yeah, you know, things are going well. We've probably had about 30 cases of uh, corona in our church, but thankfully none of the spread's been uh, from church services. In fact, the last Sunday that I preached, I had COVID, did not know it yet because I didn't have symptoms. Uh, but we are, you know, we're requiring, requiring masks and social distancing. And that was three weeks ago, and nobody in our church has gotten COVID since. So that was really encouraging. Uh, we're having Sunday school, uh, socially distanced with masks on. We're having services, um, socially distanced. We're every other pew, family groups are sitting together. Uh, we've been averaging about 160 in our services on Sunday mornings, which is uh, probably 40 to 45 percent of what we were averaging pre-COVID at about 440 uh, in services then. So 
Uh, it's definitely taking a hit. We've got some young families who haven't come back yet. Uh, but uh, we got Wednesday on the Youth. Our RAGAs, Mission Friends are back. Uh, our choir has ramped up. They're singing with masks on. So things are not normal, but they are semi-normal, I would say. We had 20 in our adult Bible study last night, uh, which is a good group. And so we're just kind of taking it day by day. Um, when somebody feels like they got COVID who works here, all right, you go get tested and take off until you find out. We actually have a free COVID testing uh, at our church. So we get a set up in our parking lot, drive through testing uh, that we've provided for the community. So we're doing the best that we can. Uh, we're just hoping that maybe by Easter <laughs> 2021, we were saying Easter 2020 a year ago, but maybe by Easter 2021, uh, we can kind of break that 200 threshold and maybe – a lot of our congregations got vaccinated. So by Easter, I would say probably half our congregation will have the two vaccines. Awesome. 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 Well, Jay Allen, you are there in North Carolina. And so tell us about how, uh, you know, how, how COVID's affected your church, how y'all are weathering uh, this COVID storm. Before you answer that, uh, Alan, just Kyle, North means it's above South Carolina, <laughs> South is below it. You know, those Listen, are two different As, states, as, as so. I told him before we came, before we started recording, I, all I know is that he is east of Texas somewhere <laughs> in, 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 in eastern part of the, of yeah. the country. So. Yeah, COVID's been a struggle uh, for us like it has, uh, I think, every single church. Uh, we're in an incredibly rural context. Um, uh, there are 73 people within one mile of my church, and, and I know Matt is in a very rural area as well uh, in Mayhill. Uh, but because we are so rural, it's taken a, a really long time for things to really hit uh, our area. And, you know, we're pushing on a year of dealing with COVID, and it seems like the last month has been the absolute worst for us. You know, uh, summertime was was peak for a lot of people Um of last year, but for us, it, it's just, it's taking its time. Um, I've got an individual in the hospital right now, uh, not doing well with COVID. Um, we've had a number of people with it uh, and the percentage of people, given the percentage of people that are coming to church on, on Sunday morning is uh, quite alarming. Nobody's gotten COVID at church. As far as I know, we've not had anybody come to church and end up testing positive. We've got a plan for it, uh, but it's been difficult. Uh, I've got some folks that, that are just going stir crazy uh, because they've, they've, other than going to the doctor, office, uh, they have not left their home. They've had family members that are going to the store for them. Uh, they've, they've basically been home into the doctor's office for almost a year. Uh, but at the same time, um, it's it's been a, a, a blessing and a benefit that we've been able to move forward with a lot of things. Uh, as far as technology goes, we've, every church, I, I think, have gone to online uh, broadcast for our in-person services. Of course, that's all we were doing at the beginning of this. And for ours that are at home and not able to go, they've been blessed by that, have been able to uh, reach out to a lot of families, had one person back in the summer, watched a sermon, contact me, say, hey, you know, how, how can I be born again? It doesn't go to our church, doesn't live near us, but has been watching it. And um, we're, we're just, you know, looking forward to a decade from now when we finally get over it. All. Kyle, what about you? Yeah, we're making it. We're continuing to, um, you know, run about 30% or so of our pre-COVID attendance. Um, and we're hoping that once schools come back, um, that will maybe encourage some folks to come back. We we had, uh, I think I shared back in the summer, we had reopened our nursery. We closed that down uh, around Thanksgiving when uh, cases really kind of start spiking here in New Mexico and, and especially in our local area. And so we're excited to reopen that. Um, here once schools go back and are hoping to 
you know, like, like we've said for the last 10 months, slowly maybe move back to some kind of normal. Um, and, uh, you know, our prayer obviously is that as, as schools open up, um, teachers and students are able to stay safe, but that that kind of encourages some, some uh, return to normalcy in some ways. And especially for, for, the, for the kids that are in public schools here, this has been a huge challenge, huge learning curve. So we're excited for them to get back in the, in the classrooms and, and how that'll encourage a uh, um, you know, good learning environment for them and, and hopefully a good thing for our community as well. Yeah, and I, I would have to echo what what really all of us have said is we're all over it, <laughs> beyond over it. Uh, we're tired of it affecting our uh, people. We're tired of it affecting us. Uh, we're tired of the mandates. We're tired of all of the all of the above. And uh, in trying to move forward as best we can safely with wisdom, all of that kind of stuff, based on kind of what we're able to do. And uh, we we wrapped up Second John. Uh, this past Sunday, and I thought it was really cool because of the timing of it, that he winds it down a little s- different than than Paul and Peter and some of the other ones. He's like, I, I would, I, I don't want to be writing on pen and paper. I don't want to waste ink on on this. I, I want to be with you face to face. And the timing of it was right after a couple came back. This was a couple that might might be considered, you know, vulnerable. They were being very careful. They did not leave the house. People were going to get stuff for them and, and all of this kind of stuff. And after almost a year, because we are after all about 49 weeks into, you know, slow the spread, uh, but uh, they were, they were done. And they just said, you know, we were tired of COVID, you know, ruling our life. And so we need to get back to some form of normalcy. And so they did so safely. They were kind of away from folks, but but they came and, uh, and shared that online as kind of a testimony of how good it was to be back with their brothers and sisters in Christ and worshiping together. And, and so it kind of became a natural application or illustration of that text of, you know, John, of course, isn't writing during a pandemic or whatever, but he's separated from them and he's longing to be with them, to share with them. And, and I think all of us would feel the same thing for our people that are kind of on the outskirts right now. And so one of the things we want to share today is just a word of encouragement. We're now almost at the year mark of this. It doesn't seem to be uh, going away from us anytime, at least in the near future. However, as the vaccines go up and cases go down, maybe we st- will start to see that. Uh, but Jared uh, Cornett, how how uh, would you encourage pastors just to keep grinding forward, just to keep moving forward faithfully in preaching, teaching, all of that, uh, as we still kind of wait for some sense of normalcy? Yeah, well, one, I mean, it's, it's your job. So, I mean, take yeah. pride in that. And it's what God's called you to do. So the circumstances of the world don't really change our calling. Now, that doesn't mean it's not discouraging or doesn't mean that it's difficult. And then what I would recommend is surround yourself with people who build you up. You know, all four of us talk on a regular daily basis through different avenues and means, and it's encouraging to me. But I think one thing that we did as a church was is that we took our church membership and we divided them on the pastors and we called and checked in on everybody to make sure they were doing good. And what ended up happening was I was the one receiving encouragement the entire time. Pastor, thank you for putting the services online. Pastor, thank you for doing these things. Pastor, how can I pray for you? And so just know your people. I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, we were out. I was out for two weeks with COVID. I don't have enough room in my house for the amount of food we have received. Uh, it's busting out of both refrigerators because we're, you know, I've reached ultimate bad life where I have the fridge in the garage. Oh, yeah. which is reserved for like, you know, our sodas and stuff. Well, now it's got tons of food in it. The freezers are full. And so 
as difficult as it is, pastors, be with your people, because I really believe they'll encourage you and help you. And then reach out to other pastors and let them help you. But ultimately, you know, find your source, your worth, your value, your joy in the gospel that we've received. And that's what keeps me going is, is that there are people that are dying all over the place. and They're dying without the gospel. And God has called me to proclaim it. And so now more than ever, I got to take this very seriously. And, um, you know, dealing with COVID kind of put it in a different perspective for me. Uh, but that's how I would encourage guys. Grind it out. Do your job well. Do it to the glory of God. And surround yourselves with people that are going to build you up. Not puff you up. Not, you know, brown nose or anything like that. But people that will just seriously encourage you because they understand what you're doing is difficult. I believe if we invited Nick Saban onto the show, that is exactly the speech he would have given exactly <laughs> in the same decibel level mannerisms, all of that. Thank you. No, he's not going to tell process. you. So quit asking. Stop asking. <laughs> the man is 69 years old and just signed the number one recruiting class in college football history. So yeah. if I can be doing what he's doing at 69 and when I am at that level, I'll yeah. be pleased. Yeah, I, I'm going to be on a on a beach collecting seashells by then. But uh, no, uh, Alan, what what about you, brother? What what's some encouragement you got for for pastors? I, I know you've we we've shared. There's a lot of heaviness that that both of us kind of have in common with family, uh, with our church. Some of the stuff that we're struggling with. Uh, what what would your your word really just for yourself, but also for pastors too, uh, to keep you moving forward? I'd go back to what I said earlier uh, about determining what's essential as we began this process and everybody was adapting. The one thing that, that seemed to be so essential was the ministry of the word um, that even though right now where we've had to back up and punt in my church, we're only having in-person services for Sunday morning. So our Sunday evenings and our Wednesday evenings are online, still putting the word out there. Um, my, my people at church have been very encouraging. Uh, I can't say everybody's watching online because not everybody has internet and not everybody that has internet is watching. But the ones that do, they always let me know when they're watching. They always encourage me. Um, many times they'll, they'll share the message, and that's encouraging. The other thing that I would say, and this doesn't just go for this difficult time of ministry, but don't be alone. Yeah. Uh, do not try to do ministry on your own. I think biblically speaking, you know, ideally every church would have a plurality of elders and a great board of serving deacons, but that's not the reality for everyone. A lot of us were single staff. Um, and, and we're the only ones that are, are doing the work of the ministry. Do not be alone ever, but especially during this time. If you've got questions about things, let people know. If you need somebody to pray for you, um, let them know that you need prayer and be praying for other people. I had a brother in our association. Uh, I woke up this morning and he had texted me early this morning. Hey, I'm, I'm praying for you today. Uh, and to me, it was like, well, well, thank you, brother. I, I need this today. I need that prayer. And so I'd say uh, pray for other people, encourage others. Um, there's a, a dear brother who's also in my association who's uh, one county over. We've got five counties in our association. Uh, but when he comes home on Sunday afternoon, uh, he listens to a number of other pastors in our area, their sermons they've had on Facebook. Um, and, and he's told me that he's listened to ours. And to me, that's, uh, that's encouraging as well for, for many reasons. One, uh, we need to be preached to as well. Uh, and I think, again, that would probably go back if we had a plurality of elders in all our churches. We'd be getting that on a regular basis, but that doesn't always happen. Um, and two, you can see, hey, this this brother is in the same boat that I am. He's preaching in a parking lot or he is um, at his desk giving this uh, sermon or uh, and to see that we're all going through this together and still being encouraged. Kyle, what about you, brother? Yeah, I would say the same thing, you know, as, as both these guys echoed. Uh, don't don't go through this alone. You know, find another pastor, find find someone that you can, um, you know, lean on. And, you know, for, for Matt and, and I, we, 
<laughs> we have we have leaned on each other. No, because um, if I lean on you, I'll fall over. <laughs> well, you know, it's in those it's in those texts of you know, hey, I'm this was a great Sunday, or you know, man, I'm I'm struggling this week. Yeah. Um, you know, when when we could you know do things like sit in restaurants together, it was it was fantastic. We'd grab coffee or or eat out a couple of times, and uh, just you know the times that we've come and just hung out in each other's office, it made a big difference. Uh, made a big impact over the over the last year or so when we've been so isolated from so much and uh, to be able to, to to hang out. So find somebody to do that. Make sure you're spending time in the word, right? Don't don't neglect your your spiritual life during this time. Uh, I know it can be uh, very easy to say, well, I have so much on my plate and, and so much that I have to do uh, to not do that. But don't. You, you do that to the detriment of your own uh, soul, your own spiritual life, and and as a pastor, to the, to the detriment of the spiritual lives of, of others. Because if you're not in a healthy spot, um, you're not going to be able to lead in a healthy way either. Yeah, and I think with that, another thing to remember is is to be honest with your people. Uh, you know, as as uh, Alan was sharing how he's been encouraged by by folks, and and Jared, you know, being overflown with with uh, or overfilled with food, uh, that be honest with your folks. Let them know you are struggling. You know, you don't have to be Mister Negative Nancy. I know we want to be positive and encouraging and all of that, but but we also need to be transparent with our folks and let them know that hey, I really need some prayer. Uh, this last couple of weeks have been really heavy for us, you know, and, and we, we were able to do that. You know, we, we had two dear saints pass a couple of weeks ago, not, not for COVID thankfully, uh, but it was all one after another. And between that navigating sermons for, for those things and gravesides and, and all of the difficulty of hosting a bunch of people in the middle of the pandemic for something like that, I was just on empty. And, and I shared with our deacons, you know, that, the same thing that I was, I was struggling. I need some prayer. And instead of just getting prayer, I got prayer, but also got offers to help. You know, can we, can we help? Can we watch the kids? You know, things like that. And so let your, your people love you. If you've loved them, they love you and and they want what's best for you too. And they know that the pastor that they get isn't the one that they want. It's the one that they pray for as well. And, uh, and so be honest with your folks and uh, keep moving forward. Uh, this is still going to be with us for a little while. Keep preaching the word faithfully, as Kyle shared. Keep you know spending time in the word, uh, spending time with your family, your kids. Don't take them for granted just because they're with you twenty four seven right now. Maybe you're tired of them, but keep spending time with them, having quality time, uh, you know, and, and just keep moving forward and trusting God through it. And on the other side of it, as we've said, I think on this podcast about a thousand times now, perhaps on the other side of this, we have revival. Uh, you know, we've got sermons going out further than they've ever gone, and uh, you know as Alan was sharing those that are are tuning in, whether they're sitting down or the phone is going up their nose, whatever it might be, the word is still going out and uh, and keep trusting God to use that. And so, uh, Alan, Jared, thanks for joining us. We also have a little bit of a surprise announcement for you that next week, uh, Alan and uh, Jared and I will be hosting uh, the Potluck podcast here on Not Another Baptist podcast during the week. So normally our potlucks might be on a Sunday, you know, after church, got a little fellowship, somebody bringing some deviled eggs, somebody bringing a bunch of crock pots, who knows what's coming. Somebody brought the vegetable tray. That'll probably be me, I guess, because I don't know good food. Uh, but we're going to have a midweek uh, potluck here and would invite you to come and join us next week. And we'll have more details on that on Twitter 
and facial, facial, uh, <laughs> social media, all of that good stuff. On the my face, right? On the my face, Facebook. That's the word I was looking for, <laughs> but we'll share all of that. But we, we invite you to come for the potluck next week, as I believe Jared likes to say, and we hope you will have your fill. So I'll bring the veggie tray. Uh, Alan, what are you going to bring? What's your go-to potluck dish? I don't have a go-to. There, there's a lot of different things I fix. Uh, people liver always like mush. it when I bring barbecue or, or fry fish. No, I never bring liver mush to, <laughs> to a potluck. Now, a men's breakfast, that's a different story. Yeah. I have been known to bring liver mush to that. Um, All right. What what you bring in? I have a story out? about liver mush and a, a men's breakfast I'll share with you. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Candace is going to bring hash brown casserole, most likely. She makes a phenomenal hash brown casserole. And I'm, I'm going to bring barbecue or brisket or some smoked chicken. Uh, I, I make meat. That's what I make. Yeah. Uh, I don't do any of the sides. I make meat. Yeah. Kyle probably brings goldfish. But uh, thanks for, hey, thanks for okay, tuning I will in. I will bring the fried chicken because you don't want me to cook anything. So I'll <laughs> we'll go, go to, to Walmart and get the pick it up on the way there. Absolutely. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as Kyle wearing a throwback Texas Rangers hat. That's right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or our website at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless. What's wrong with you people?